for America. Great to be with you uh, again today. Uh, obviously, we awaken today to the continuation of a horrible story that happened yesterday morning at about 10.30, right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. The Covenant Christian School was attacked by a shooter. Three nine-year-old children murdered, three adults murdered, before the police finally took down the shooter. Uh, obviously, there's a lot to unpack in this, and so uh, bear with me. I've got some housekeeping things i got to do, but I, I don't want to let those interfere with and delay my getting into this story. Uh, obviously, first of all, our prayers go up for the families. I, folks, I cannot imagine what it would be like to hear shattering news that your child has been murdered, period. Let alone murdered in a place where you send the child to be safe, to be educated, a Christian environment where the love of God permeates. And to hear the devastating news that your child is gone is just, I, it's a hard, I have a hard time wrapping my mind So, when I say our prayers go up for those families, and of course the adults killed as well, I, th I think it's harder for children because, you know, you feel like they haven't made the, the these adults, um, obviously didn't make a decision to put themselves in harm's way, and we don't know what the circumstances was, or circumstances were that led to their shooting, but at least they had the cognitive ability to, to, to do something to try to defend themselves and shield themselves. And I think it's any less tragic or it's any less less uh, a horror that these um, innocent adults were killed. But there's just something about innocent children being gunned down like that that is just, it's, it's just, it's beyond me. All of it is horrific. But I think you all know what I'm, say I understand because I don't understand what that means. I don't. I don't I, I don't even like to imagine what it would be to hear about that. So I'm not being weird and just saying just the world would expect be expected to say they need their prayers go up. Uh, but I'm very, very serious about that. We need our prayers to be people because their lives have been shattered. someone screaming and you find out it's you. That that hurts. Right? So let's be praying for, for all of those families. Uh, obviously uh, who have been victimized by this tragedy. So that's that's really important to us. In fact, you know what, let's do that today. Let's just do it right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, this this is a this is terrible news that we're hearing. Uh, this young man has wicked possessed him and he decided that he was going to 
his anger at the fates of the imperial patriots against that school in particular, the victims in general, about five, five million may have been killed, but as many people as he could, were his, it, it, it is evil, but it's hard for us to fathom that such a genius initiative went to that. So we pray for, for his family, um, we've lost their loved ones, we pray for all of those students who have been marked by this perhaps for life, we pray for all of those school teachers and officials who I'm sure don't know which way they can teach it or what they can teach it to their children. And we pray for the city of Nashville. And Lord, we pray for Christian schools all over this country that right now are looking at this business for ourselves. Is our security sufficient? Are all of our doors locked? If we were to face something similar, would we be ready to deal with it? How can we better prepare for these children? Lord, these are all questions I'm sure the Christian schools, including our own, uh, my, my own church's Christian schools, uh, are thinking about perhaps some way. So Lord, we pray for your wisdom, for your grace, your mercy, but most of all, Lord, your comfort in a time of, of really national mourning, uh, as well as for, for people who have been personally and directly affected by this, this outside natural crisis. And we just commit this matter into your hands. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, folks, it's a reminder God is not the killer. God is not engineering these things. You know, I hear people say, you know, God is in control. Well, obviously not. Obviously not. See, God didn't engineer this, God didn't control this. This is the work of the devil. Now, I don't want to get into a theological teaching on that's just one of those horrible uh, myths that floats around in Christianity that you know, everything happens, it must be the will of God, it wouldn't have happened like fatalism. And there are certain groups I listen to that don't believe, we don't believe that. The Bible says Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. That means there are a lot of things that happen uh, that, of course, all the things that happen. Jesus said he comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. So everything is about stealing, about killing, about destroying. All of that is the work of the devil. It's not the work of God. So we don't blame God because it's not his fault. So uh, here again, I don't want to get off into that. There are a couple of other major points that I really want to make important. Here's the first one. I have been added, and I'm declaring zero tolerance with this whole quote-unquote transgender business. There's no such thing as a transgender there's only such a thing as a gender-confused person because you can't transition from one gender to another. It is a biological, physiological impossibility. And frankly, in my view, a psychological and emotional impossibility. You cannot do it. And I'm, I'm just amazed at the degree to which we bought into this propaganda. Because uh, you know, you know, Fox News, they keep referring to this guy as she. And, and if you've seen any of the video, watching him move, it's not a woman, it's a man, it's a guy. You watch him moving with his AR and his hat on backwards and all that. This is not, this is not a woman. They're, he calls himself Audrey, but it's, it's clearly a guy. 
can put on makeup. A man can put on women's dresses. A man can take hormones. He can mutilate his body. He can do all kinds of things. But we, what he cannot do is change the fact that he has the XY chromosome. He cannot change the fact that he has testosterone coursing throughout his body. He cannot change the fact that he is a biological male. He is a man or a male or a boy. And you can't change that. You can dress it up on the outside, but you can't change it. We ought to stop using the phrase transgender. It's a made-up word, transgender. And use, the, and, and use the phrase gender confused. Because that's really what these people are. They are gender confused. Some of them go through horrendous operations and hormone treatment and all that, only later to regret it and wish that they could go back to being what they discover is the gender that they really were in the first place. They just had a psychological problem that caused them to question their identity and then all this crazy stuff got done that could not be undone, and now they spend the rest of their lives in regret. These people are gender confused. So this guy, and they're not telling us what his real name is, but I have a feeling he probably, his name's probably Andy or something begins with an A, because that's what they tend to do. They tend to change their name to a name that is close to, not always, because William changed his name to Leah, uh, and ESPN gave him some kind of recognition in women's history. I mean, this, folks, this stuff is certifiable insanity. That's why I liken it to a cult. Because a cult demands of everybody that they believe the bizarre, that they believe what totally violates reality, that they believe what is com in complete contradiction, certainly where these cults that grew out of Christianity or that are offshoots of Christianity, where they contradict the Bible, like David Koresh, he's the, he's the Messiah. That is blasphemy. And yet you get a group of people, yeah, we, we all believe it. Oh, and you know, we're the same ones. The rest of those people don't believe it. They're the crazy ones. We are witnessing a mass, a kind of mass psychosis where a bunch of people are willingly, you know, it's just like Adam when Eve ate the fruit from the tree of uh, the, 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 the fruit of the forbidden tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the Bible says Eve was deceived but Adam was not he walked in with his eyes wide open and you got a bunch of people who are walking in just with their eyes wide open they know that a man can't be a woman and a woman can't be a man, they know that no man's ever going to have a baby. No woman's ever going to uh, uh, inject her seed into a female and produce a baby. It can't happen. But that's the charade that we're all expected to go along with. And if you don't, ooh, you're a bigot, you're a hater. So that, that's one thing I think is important to note. Here's the second. This is a distinct religious group. It is a Christian school. The First Amendment protects our right to religious liberty. Therefore, the right to, to, to practice your faith as you see fit is a constitutional right. 
whatever constitutional rights of the group are violated, the issue of hate crimes is usually raised. But not here. Not here. See, because Christians, it's okay to hate. It's kind of absurd, right? Because they're in the way. Saying things like what I just said. You know, there's no such, you can't, a man can't become a woman and a woman can't become a man. Oh, that's hate speech. So here you got some guy who's apparently attended a Christian school where they're going to teach what the word of God says about, about cross-dressing. The word of God says man cannot, should not put on women's clothes, women should not put on men's clothes, condemns homosexuality as an abomination to God. In the Old Covenant, condemned him to death. Of course, we know that Jesus came with the grace of God, paid the price of death for our sins, and therefore God does not call for the death of anybody as a result of their sin. They will die eternally if they stay without the, the repentance and the salvation that is available through Jesus Christ. But nobody is under the, under the word of God. Nobody is now sentenced to death for the penalty of, as the penalty for sin. Because grace is now available and the Bible says God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to life. Jesus Christ has already paid the price of death for our sins. And now God wants people to accept that sacrifice as the propitiation, as the substitutionary sacrifice for our own punishment, for our own sins. So no Christians should be running around talking about the homosexuals deserve to die and all that. I'm just pointing out what the Old Covenant taught to make clear that it was a particularly abominable sin to call for death. And then in the Old Covenant, it makes clear you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven if that is what you claim as your identity. In other words, you've got to repent of sin. You can't enter the kingdom of God saying, I'm a proud adulterer, I'm a proud fornicator, I'm a proud liar, I'm a proud thief, I'm a proud homosexual. If you say that, You're not going to the kingdom of God. You're going to hell. If that's what you if that that's what you claim for yourself, you are going to hell. Well, somebody's allowed to take what I just said and lift out that part where I quoted some homosexual saying he's a proud homosexual and attribute that to him. Because these these people are just diabolical. I mean, I, it's just a, just expect this kind of crazy stuff to happen because they hate. They are the haters. But what I don't hear is hate speech applied to this action. I don't hear hate, I should say, I don't hear hate crime, not hate speech. I don't hear hate crime applied to this. Why not? It seems to apply to everything else where a group is attacked, apparently because of what they believe or who they are. Here's a group of Christians. Here's a Christian school. A man who attended the school has gone back to try to kill children in the school, as well as adults. I guess kill anybody who could. And yet, I hear no reference to a hate crime. Now, I'm not based, by the way, calling for that per se, because as you all know, I hate hate crimes. I hate the I, I hate the I, I hate the idea of hate crimes because. My view, you don't punish people for the way they think. 
punish them for the things they do. You can debate about the way they think. You can talk about the way they think. You can condemn the way they think, but you don't punish people for the way they think. You don't punish people for their speech or because their speech is hateful. As the left would define it, define it and everything I'm saying now is hateful. But you don't punish people for that. You punish people for what they do. But if you're going to go that way, wouldn't this be an instance where a hate crime would be applied? Apparently not. Because, you see, you can't commit a hate crime against a Christian or a Muslim. You can't commit a hate crime against a white person and say that's wrong. Or a white male, I should say. A white male. Maybe you could against a white female. The hypocrisy of this is I wanted to point that out because here again, this is the, shows the degree to which the broader society has bought into the language of the left. And you know, when you control people's language, you control their thinking because we think with language. So that's the second point. got to we've got to lift up examine acknowledge that anti-christian bigotry is running rampant in our country and that the homosexual activists are the primary perpetrators of anti-christian bigotry today they are at the tip of the spear trying to convince people that to be a Bible-believing Christian is automatically to be a bigot, to be a hater, to be an undesirable, to be persona non grata. And they've gone, gone a long way toward getting the job done. I thought I just shared with uh, my radio audience, I'm not sure I shared it with you last week, uh, because it wasn't on live yesterday, but I shared with my radio audience a recent poll showing that evangelical Christians are the lowest thought of of all religions in America. Right, evangelical Christians are scraping the bottom of the barrel. And that's because there is a very effective propaganda machine convincing people that my authentic faith in Jesus Christ is not a relationship with him, is not love for him, is not gratitude for my salvation. Oh, no, 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 no. It's a cloak for my bigotry. That's all it is. That's all it is. And so basically Christianity is a religion of bigotry. And Christianity has been, in fact, it's been related to white supremacy and all, all of that. The one group of people that is, it is, well, maybe I should say two, two groups of people that you can be applauded for hating today which is Bible-believing Christians and white males. You can be applauded for hating them. Because after all, they're bad. They deserve it. They deserve every bad thing you can do to them. And this 
this man, this guy, who thinks he's a woman, goes into this school to basically express all of that hatred and that bigotry that is floating around in society, being promoted by the left, being promoted by the Democrat Party. He goes in to express that. So here's the third point I want to make. And the only thing the left can do is what they normally do. we got to have gun control. Would it have been better if he'd gone in and used a machete? See, here's what the left doesn't understand because they don't think they understand it. Because the natural man does not perceive the feelings of the spirit, neither does he know, does he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Under 1 Corinthians chapter 1. They do not understand They continue to sow wickedness and godlessness and, and evil and, and immorality into the hearts and minds of people and wonder what, how, and, 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 and are then shocked that it produces horrific evil. The Bible says in Hosea chapter 8, you sow the wind, you what? You reap the whirlwind. That's the way it works. Reap what you sow. And they are sowing immorality. You say, well, but they, but they think they're sowing what's normal. Well, well, the Bible says there is a way that seems right to a man, but the ways thereof are the ways of death. No matter it seems right to them, God makes sure it's the way of death. So let me say this again. I've said it before on multiple occasions. You are not going to solve the problem of violence by taking guns away from law-abiding citizens because if there had been a law-abiding citizen in that school trained to use a firearm, there might have not been a single person murdered other than the kids, other than the guy who came in there, the guy who came in there to kill those people. Had we had a single person who could have measured him and then shot through those doors, had we had a single person who could have taken cover began to give fire, return fire, he might have never gotten through the door in the first place to kill anyone. But oh, no, 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 that means we can't have that. No, we got to disarm the law-abiding citizen because the person with criminal intent, they're going to get guns by hook or by crook. And the fewer guns you have in the hands of law-abiding citizens, who know how to use them, the easier it is for the crook to commit murder and mayhem without resistance. Now, as I've said before, I own AR-15s, shotguns, pistols, not a single one has ever harmed a human being.
rebelled against Almighty God. They put God out of the schools. Now, this was a Christian school. But this was a person, obviously, who hated that school, who attended that school, and hated that school, probably because of the school's stance on homosexuality and, and gender confusion. But we've taken prayer out of the school. We've taken Bible out of the school. Basically, we've forbidden the, the mere mention of God. But I, I, I'm telling you all that when I was in Boston, I was doing a program called Project Values in which we were walking kids through a covenant against the use of drugs and violence and becoming members of gangs because that stuff was happening. It was running rampant in the city. And we were trying to do a preventive program get kids thinking about making a different set of choices and that we actually had principles on it. Part of the covenant, we quoted the Declaration of Independence that the children would sign off on at the end of the process and going through the Project Values classes. We quoted the Declaration of Independence. Do you know I had principles actually make me remove that because it mentioned God? And I said, but it's the Declaration of Independence. Doesn't matter. Can't, can't mention God. Can't mention the Creator. That just goes to show. Oh my goodness gracious! You know what, folks? Oh my! I can't believe I did that again. That's why I'm hiring somebody to help me. Now, why in the world could I? Would I? Did I not put on my microphone? Don't don't ask. <laughs> don't ask. Don't speculate. I just, I, I heard something in the background and I thought it might be a warning that something was not right. And you all could probably hear, but that's the second time. In fact, I think I did that last week too, so you all forgive me. I, I've got a checklist sitting right in front of me. All I've got to do is go through it. And I just think, oh, no, no I don't need to do that. I know it. Yeah, anyway. So, sorry about that, folks. Um, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> that was somebody telling me, I don't think your mic is on, uh, but at any rate, so, man, guns are not the problem. The problem is the condition of the human heart. And the sooner we come back to God as a nation, the sooner we will see these problems begin to dissipate. And I mean that because I, that, because I'm convinced that is absolutely the answer. And so we got to stop playing these games with, with these word games and, you know, uh, pretending somebody can go from being a man to a woman. They can't. We got to stop pretending that homosexuality is all right. It's not. It's sin. It's wrong. It's morally wrong. Got to stop pretending it's not. It doesn't mean we don't love the people who want to practice that. That doesn't mean, frankly, they don't have a right to mess their lives up doing so. But they're going to stand before God one day. And by the way, when you stand before God, you're not going to stand before God with him confused about your gender because, you, because some person had some kind of idea in their heads that they were born the wrong gender. Believe me, God's not confused about it. He knows who he made to be a man. He knows who he made to be a woman. That's it. That's all. There's nothing else to be said about it. When you stand before God, this, this guy who just shot at the school, he's in hell right now, but he had to immediately go before God, and he went before God as that guy that he is. 
not as the woman that he was trying to pretend to be. Bruce Jenner is going to stand before God as a man. William Thomas is going to stand before God as a man. Uh, Richard Levine is going to stand before God as a man. All these guys who are gender confused, all these women who are gender confused, they're going to stand before God one day and give an account for the deeds done in the body. And believe me, they're not going to stand there and have God scratch out their gender and write in a new one. And unless they repent and accept what God made them to be and who God made them to be and the fact that Jesus Christ has died on the cross for their sins, unless they repent, they're going to go to hell as the gender they were born. That's right. I said it because it's the truth. Jesus said it. He said, you'll go to a place where the worm does not die, where the fire is not quenched. He said, and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth forever. Now, that's not what Bishop Jackson said. That's what Jesus said. So it's up to us to just boldly and un uh, unapologetically just declare the truth. It was a guy who shot up that school, not a, not a she, not a female, a guy did it. The fact that he's confused about that doesn't change the truth. And it's, I think it's just sad that these, you know, I just read a poll that said 43% of the American people think we've gone too far on this transgender thing. Well, of course. And you know what? I'm convinced the number is higher than that because there's a price to be paid for saying what I'm saying. What I'm saying and for most people, we get them fired from their jobs. You can't say this in the corporate world. You can't say this in the banking world. You can't say this in the sports world. You, you would be in big, big trouble. And yet, all I've done is tell the truth. So, once again, as I wrap up, and forgive me for the mic snafu again, that's right, I've been gone. What? What? Oh, no, no, actually, no, no. I did the program last Friday. I've been in Chicago and then Atlanta. So I've, I've only been, I haven't really been absent. I, I, at, at this point, ought to know better. But I'll tell you what. So this gives me an opportunity to segue. Because I didn't do this before, so I'll take a couple minutes to do this. That's why I need your help right now. Because I'm bringing in people who are going to be responsible for managing my studio and be responsible for overseeing my programs and be responsible for, for saying, Mike's not on, uh, this needs to be changed. And then we'll, and we'll have, of course, they can't, won't have the ability to, to mic because they're going to be doing this remotely, but they will have the ability to tell me, uh, where's, your, where, where's your mic? Um, they will have the ability to do sound checks and say, okay, everything sounds good, everything looks good. <clears throat> I need that kind of support. I need that kind of help, but it's costly. In fact, they're going to be making some changes here in my studio to upgrade things, to give you a better picture, um, because of, yeah, I guess when you're doing a whole bunch of stuff sooner or later, you know, and you, when you're doing this by yourself, and you and and you technical stuff is not your bailiwick. I don't. What what I want. In fact, this is what I want to be able to do. Come in, sit down in front of the studio, sit down in front of the camera, and go. <laughs> 
no, not, not, okay, wait a minute, I got to touch, got to push this, I got to, I got to do that, I got to, but at any rate, no excuses, folks, but my apologies, because I, I want to give you all really, really good programming. So look, please sign up as a Patriot partner for Stan, staying true to America's national destiny. Uh, I'll send you a free signed copy of my book, Sweet Land of Liberty, Reflections of a Patriot Descended from Slaves. You can go to standamerica.us to do that, standamerica.us. If you sign up for a $25 or more Patriot partnership per month, uh, I will send you a signed numbered copy of my book. That's number one. Now, you can get the book wherever books are sold. You can buy it at Books A Million, Barnes & Noble, Amazon. It's available all those places. However, if you don't want to be a Patriot partner, or at least not at that level, uh, by the way, you can be a Patriot partner at five bucks a month. Um, so, and we, we will gladly uh, and gratefully accept that. Uh, but the book requires 25 bucks a month or more to get the book. Uh, we'll send you a free T-shirt if you sign up for a lower amount than that. Uh, but if you just want to buy the book, you can buy the book also, in, in addition to wherever books are sold, you can buy the book at faithfultext.com, faithfultext.com. And you'll get a 15% discount because that's our publisher's website. So there's no middleman. You're, you know, you're paying a premium when you buy the book through a bookstore because obviously the bookstore has to do a, a markup in order for them to make money off the sale of the book. When you buy it from our publisher, then you get a discount because we're not paying that additional rate in order to place the book in bookstores and have bookstores sell it for us, okay? Uh, so I think that that takes care of everything uh, today. And God bless each and every one of you. Be praying again for the folks down in Nashville, the Covenant School, for those Christians, uh, those parents. Uh, the family members of those who have been slain by this gender-confused man. Pray for them all and pray for our country that we, once again, as I said before, we will come back to God, that we will have an awakening because that's what we need. It's not gun control, it's heart control that is needed. And there's only one person who can change the nature of the human heart, who can make you a brand new person, and that is Christ Jesus. He is the only one. If anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new, and all things are of God, who has given us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. God bless each and every one of you. Stand up, step up, speak up, refuse to back up because we cannot be defeated if we will not quit because we are on God's side.
Good morning. Good morning. I um I wanted to call before the call. I didn't know if this was real. They just sent it to me yesterday. This hundred forty two acre thing. It is real. It is real. Okay. Um they're they're like, you need to hurry up and respond. Oh really? Yes, sir. Okay. Let me let me take a look at that. What what email was it sent to? Uh, bishop at the call dot org. Um, yeah, yes, sir. Now this is from my lawyer, basically, saying I need to hurry up and respond to this. I don't know if he's your lawyer, uh, Douglas. Yeah, that's my lawyer. That's my lawyer. This okay. is a, this is a church matter, but yeah, um, yeah, I was planning to get to this today. Well, I, I don't see it. When, when did it come in? I'm looking at. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Yeah, I, I see the thing that, 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 that this is from Thursday. And this came yesterday, Monday. And he even said something this morning. He said he left voicemails on his phone. And, yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm sorry. I see that you said um, he should CC me on these, but I wasn't CC'd until yesterday. Okay. Um... Where's the contract? That's the question now. Is this it? Okay, I see it. I see it. I see it. Um, do you want to, are we having this staff meeting? Um, yes, let's do this and I will, uh, I'll get to him with this as soon as we're done with the staff meeting. But yes, let's, let's do the staff meeting. Sean Dayton has said something. Yes, I, I, I haven't looked at that either. I haven't looked at that either. Okay. All right. I just wanted to put those out there before anything so that they were in the forefront of your mind. All right. So, um, so okay. All right. Mm -hmm. So, that he just expects me to just sign this and, and get this to him, correct? Sean Dayton? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Doug, Douglas Kale. And he's claiming he's called me. I haven't seen any calls from him. What number has he been calling? It's not the seven. Is that the church number? Seven five seven four eight five seven 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 seven. Yeah, I don't see a single call. He might have been calling the church because that first email he sent—that's the number that was on it. Okay. All right. Okay. Let, let's 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 let everybody know we're going to meet at nine fifteen, and then this will be the very next thing on my agenda. All right. Yes, sir. Thanks, sir. Okay. Thanks.
Miss KL, please, or, or Becky. Hey, Becky, this is Bishop Jackson. Uh, hi. Yeah, my, my vanity just told me that you guys have been trying to reach me. Uh, I've got the contact in front of me. I've got a meeting in two minutes here, but I'm going to get this back to you uh, within the hour. Now, now look, he, he said he's been trying to call me. What number do you have for me? Because I'm looking on my cell phone. I don't have a single uh, voicemail or anything left of anybody trying to call me. voicemail from him at all. Okay, well maybe that's what it is, but that number is my cell phone, uh, and that number is good. Uh, so, and I've been away, I think I've explained, I travel a lot, and, uh, and I've been away for uh, several days, and I've been, it was my plan to get to this as soon as I got back. Uh, so, like I said, I'll get this to you. i got a staff meeting here in about a minute. So as soon as I get through that, uh, I will get this right back to you. I don't see anything about payment. So maybe maybe I need to chat with him about just what the financial requirements. Oh, okay, I see it. Actually, I do see it. $25,000 earnest money deposit. Okay. All right, great. Thank you. 